Welcome to the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast, the show where brilliant professionals share how to sharpen the universal skills required to flourish at work. Enjoy more career fun, wins, meaning, and money with your host, Pete Mikaitis. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us here for episode 94 with Sharon Haver. This is a fun chat about fashion, clothing, appearance, apparel. We get into it, talking glasses, talking shoes, talking good haircuts. This one's a little different than some of the other episodes, so I'd love your feedback. Shoot me a note, Pete at awesomeatyourjob.com. If you'd like to hear more stuff kind of like this, or if you wouldn't. So I had fun chatting and I think you'll have fun listening. So you're going to learn one, three key ingredients to a style upgrade that will make you look knowledgeable and professional. Two, how to find a wardrobe that fits comfortably, looks good and doesn't break the bank. And three, why dressing how you want to be perceived is critical. So if you want to check out the show notes, the transcripts, the links to things mentioned, you'll find that over at awesomeatyourjob.com slash ep94. And while you're there at awesomeatyourjob.com, I recommend you check out some of the handy resources we have from the 10 Days to Winning at Work email course. And right now we've got what I call a honeymoon special going on. If you shoot me a note, Pete at awesomeatyourjob.com or click through the form over on the training programs section of the website and inquire about doing some training for your team in 2017 to think more clearly and collaborate more effectively to have less rework and more great results through my Enhanced Thinking Collaboration Program, well, you get a $1,000 discount. So that's the scoop. If you think there's even a chance you might need some training for your team along these lines in 2017, shoot me that note before 2016 is over and we'll knock $1,000 off for you being an awesome podcast listener and supporter. I so appreciate you. But on to Sharon. Sharon Haver teaches professionals to look like they're worth it so they can create a relevant, authentic, modern image. Halfway through her three-decade career in style, she left the lure of being a New York fashion stylist to help professionals make the most of what they've got. She founded FocusOnStyle.com in 1999. Although her impressive resume looks like a who's who of media household names, her heart is with helping entrepreneurs refine their chic style to confidently pull their look together with ease. Here's Sharon. Sharon, thanks so much for being here on the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast. Thank you for having me, Pete. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh boy. Well, I'm thrilled to have you and I'm curious. So boy, you've been in the style game for like 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. Making me sound like older than Methuselah. Yeah, I've been in the style game for three decades. But the interesting thing about me is that I actually have a business degree and started out in business and my degree is in marketing. So, and I did a lot of stuff in PR, but I've always liked style. I've always loved fashion. I've always loved how it makes you feel, the message it sends out. So I look at style as much as I'm kind of like a fashion groupie. I look at style more on a business end and I do run my own business. So yeah, I kind of think of myself as a two-headed monster. Oh, mercy. <laughs> a well-dressed two-headed monster. <laughs> On some days. <laughs> Knowing how to pull it together, two-headed monster, because that's the most important thing. Well, I would like to hear about some most important things. Like when it comes to, I'm thinking about the business casual, typical professional work environment. What are some kind of just key principles or guiding lights that we should bear in mind when it comes to put ourselves together in the morning? Well, I think 
It depends on where you're working. You know, I founded FocusOnStyle.com back in 1999. So even though I'm a bootstrapping entrepreneur, most of my days are spent working from home. I mean, I have my own office here, but it's still at home. So I can afford the luxury of being kind of casual, which is pretty common for most entrepreneurs. However, when I go out or I meet clients on a webcam or I'm networking or I'm speaking or on TV or something, I need to pull it together. And I think what happens is for me, because I know how to do it, I try to, you know, pass that on to my clients and to my readers of Focus on Style. It's easy, but what happens is casual Friday and all that like casual work atmosphere is something that is just so perplexing to people because they kind of think that, it's okay to wear like the free t-shirt you got when you got your carburetor fixed, you know, mm-hmm. it's like getting free carburetor repair at blah, blah, blah. And they wear this disgusting stuff or they kind of get too blinged out, especially for women or guys might wear like cargo shorts or, you know, polo tops. And it's not, it's finding a way of looking polished, but relaxed. And it's the same way you would kind of dress if you work from home or if you worked in a casual atmosphere. And it's that fine line. And it really comes from finding well-cut pieces that are comfy to sit in and that you can kind of dress up or dress down so that if you did have the opportunity to have a client meeting, maybe you're pulling on a jacket. If it's a guy or a girl, you know, a good blazer or a cool leather jacket or something over your casual outfit and you're wearing sneakers, but they're not like gross gym sneakers. They're like polished, cool sneakers. So they're more of a look than a comfort piece. And it's just easy to sort of up level that way by just starting with the right stuff that you can layer up on. Okay. Well, you already covered a bunch of stuff here. So now when you say well-cut pieces, you just mean like it fits your figure, your unique shape well. It fits your figure. It looks modern. Mm -hmm. It looks expensive because, you know, you make a first impression in business and it takes less than seven seconds to make a first impression. And there's been business studies that say that, you know, to earn the cash you want, you really need to start from the get-go. So you don't want to wear anything that looks just dated or cheap. And it doesn't mean you have to spend a lot on it. It just means it has to look good on you and fit well on you. Mm-hmm. And so what are some key considerations for ensuring that when you're buying clothes that you're getting a good fit? Like what are some things to watch out for, like do's and don'ts of what good fit really means? I hate do's and don'ts that much because uh-huh. for a reason it's because we're all our own little unique snowflakes. You know, okay. We all have our unique bodies and fits and whatever. So what works for one person will not necessarily work for the person standing right next to them, even if they're like identical twins with almost the same body. You know, it's like there are little nuances, but you should always, if you're looking for a jacket, make sure that it's beautifully cut across the shoulders, that it has excellent seaming, that it looks like it's quality, that it lies flat and nicely against your front. If you're having it buttoned, it doesn't pull in your tush. And that it's a modern fit. Like I see so many guys still wearing like double-breasted jackets and they look like, you know, to wear a double-breasted jacket, you really have to wear a good one. Most of the time you look like a middle management banker and it's not like, you know, in the 90s, it's not a good look. You want to like stick for guys basically like single button jackets look better or single breasted, something that if it is a casual atmosphere, you can maybe wear over a nice pair of jeans besides the suit. You could break it up so it's more of an unmatched suit. Same thing for women that you could wear like skinny jeans and a good pair of pumps and put your blazer on and t-shirt and you suddenly look cool on casual Friday. Or you could switch it out to like really cool sneakers, but it's just, it's the fit and that is modern. And then it's on brand for you in your industry. You know, you don't want to be wearing something If you're in like a lifestyle business and you're kind of woo-woo, you don't want to be wearing something that looks so corporate. And if you're corporate, you don't want to be looking something that's like very IT. 
So it's kind of like, what are the boundaries within your industry? What looks good on you? And that you look modern and classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you maybe do a little bit of defining for us when you talk mm-hmm. about, you know, good jeans or good sneakers or kind of well cut on the shoulders? The jeans that are baggy in the knee, that are that light blue wash, that are fitting sloppy across your butt, that are the wrong length, that just look sloppy and cruddy and crappy and miserable are not good jeans. Good jeans are, they fit well. They could be a light wash or a dark wash. Normally in business, dark wash is better. They just fit well. They look good. Or they could even be a color. But you have to look at them and say, oh, that looks great. And not like, what are those jeans? You know, when you're looking at someone and that your jeans speak louder than you, they're the wrong jeans. So they have to be well cut. And they have to just Go with your outfit so that they're not separated as jeans. They happen to be the bottoms you're wearing. So it's all one uniform look. And what is the appropriate length? You know, there is no. Are they straight? Are they skinny? Are they flare? So if they're straight, normally they should break at the top of your shoe. But I also like on women, I like crop jeans. I think they look sexy with a pair of shoes where you see a little bit of ankle. I like a little roll at the bottom sometimes. A lot of guys now are wearing skinny jeans rolled up. That's perfectly cool and kind of, you know, modern if that's your industry. You wouldn't necessarily be a corporate dude wearing skinny jeans rolled up a little at the ankle. But if you were, you know, an IT guy or you were in startups, you probably could. So again, it depends on what's on brand for your industry. Okay. So you mentioned that you don't like do's and don'ts in terms of everyone's a unique yeah. snowflake. So this might be an unpleasant question for you. But what can you tell us are some universals to bear in mind? So you talked okay. about it being on brand yeah. for your industry, not being sloppy. Oh, yeah. If you wear eyeglasses uh-huh. every day, they should be good glasses. You should own the fact that you're wearing glasses. There is nothing that will make you look more old and more dated than those little wire rim glasses. The only way you can wear Ben Franklin glasses is like if you're 18 and beyond so cute that you could pull anything off. But for the most part, you should be wearing a good solid pair of frames. You shouldn't be wearing narrow frames that look like the 90s or readers, especially if you're of the age where you do need glasses for reading, you don't want to be constantly flipping them on and flipping them off. You get yourself, you know, a nice progressive that you could keep on your face and own them. So really modern glasses, invest in them. Don't get one that has too much bling and too much, you know, designer logo on the side, but they should be good. There's plenty of brands out there that don't have scream advertising on the side and spend money on a good frame that flatters your face because you're wearing them every day. They could last you five years, you know? So that's number one. Like it's hard to trust someone when their first impression is wired, ugly glasses or wireless glasses or dated glasses. And then you say, oh my God, if they look that old and sort of farty look, and then everything that comes out of their mouth is not going to be as relevant. So go for your glasses. That's number one. Number two, go for your shoes. Do not wear like comfort shoes that scream comfort, then you get perceived as being lazy. So keep the hiking shoes to the hiking trails. Keep the sensible shoes to, I don't know, grandma. But wear a nice pair of shoes that you can walk in, men or women, proper shoes, avoid rubber flip-flops that, you know, unless you're getting a pedicure at the beach or in the shower at the gym, you shouldn't be wearing those shoes. So, you know, up level to like real shoes and a heel height you can walk in. And what would be like the third thing? A good haircut, let's say. Because I think that's also so important. It's like if you're getting a haircut that's dated or just does not flatter your face or it has too much product in it or no product in it or just looks like a big poodle head. And I do love poodles. 
You know, you need to really get a modern, up-to-date haircut that's not trendy, but evolves. You know, you don't want to come in looking like your high school yearbook photo unless you just graduated high school. So people get stuck in hair and, you know, hair, glasses, people see your face as soon as you walk in. They look at your shoes. It's just get that straight, you know, get that up-to-date. Oh, gotcha. Thank you. And so it's interesting then, I think we go into a bit of detail with each of these. So for the glasses, I don't know, maybe I'm an offender or maybe I happen to find a great one. I totally went on zinnyoptical.com, which has glasses at outrageously low prices. And it seems like my glasses, they just sort of are, you know, and I wear them when I read for like over an hour. So they just are, they just kind of exist. What do you mean by frame your face well? Well, yeah, actually, I know about that site. And I looked at it and my lens on there because one of my friends told me about it It was so expensive. I'm like, dang, I might as well just go to the optic. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I've got a complicated prescription. I mean, own them. We're good. They have some decent glasses on there. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with that site. But, you know, I see a lot of women and they're wearing like those metal frame glasses from, I don't know, the 80s. They think they're, you know, and even young women are still wearing them. Or a lot of guys get stuck in those like sport frames from the 90s, those like wraparound glasses. It's like it should be a nice solid plastic frame, a tortoise or a black. It should just be a good frame. It should look cool on you. It should be like, wow, you look great. And then, oh, you're wearing glasses. And they could just be, they don't have to be like outrageous and blingy. And stick for women to like stay away from like crazy colored glasses and printed glasses, unless they're like a super duper brand, like a Prada who could pull it off. Like stay away from gimmicks, you know, just find a nice solid frame that you look sophisticated wearing. Okay, thank you. And on the shoe front, I have lately actually been, well, I've been loving Allen Edmonds. That's just kind of mm-hmm. where I stand at this point in my life. You know, they make really big sizes. A lot of basketball players wear their shoes. Oh, so you mean they just go up to the high numbers? I remember that, yeah, back when yeah. I used to be a stylist, yeah. Oh, I think fact. that was where I actually even got Will Chamberlain's shoes when I worked with him, yeah. I'm going to Google that while we're talking. I think they go up to like size 15 or something. Well, that's a fun fact. I'm about 10 and a half or 11, typically, is kind of my story. And I found in my male experience that, by golly, a quality pair of shoes really does serve as a more cost-effective investment in outlasting lower quality pairs of shoes. Yeah, I mean, guys' shoes, you could resole them for years, but you also want to make, here, I'm on their site right now, and the shoes actually on the homepage of their site are exactly what I'll tell you not to wear. (laughs) Oh, which one? It's like, you don't want to be wearing, like, the fringe tassel loafers. Okay, agreed, agreed. That's, like, so cool. I think, and there's another one here that's, like, a basket weave, like, I love John Barbados shoes. I just love John Bar- I have a husband and son. I mean, I feel like I live in the John Barbados shoe warehouse. I like a shoe to be solid, to be classy, to look like it lasts forever, but to also be cool, to have that little extra turn to it that just makes it say like, hey, I'm not a conformist. That doesn't mean it has to be crazy, but it's just a little cool. And I got a real thing about guys with like tassels and laces. It's just too conservative. You know, there's a difference between being conservative and there's a difference between being classy. And when I look at a guy wearing tassel shoes, I keep thinking he's going to be the kind of dude who's going to come in wearing like pale yellow socks. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. When you paint that picture, I'm imagining someone with a little bit of a baton doing a little song and dance number. 
Yeah, song. It's like the kind of guy who's trying to like sell you the river. You know, it's like <laughs> my way, the highway. You know, <laughs> yeah, you got to have a little edge, just a little edge. And wearing that kind of look is like I have no edge. You know, <laughs> you need to differentiate yourself just a little bit. So I'm hearing you're not taking the tassel and the weave, but uh, you are cool with some broguing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I love, brogue. I love a man in a little lace-up boot, a little Chelsea boot for casual wear. Sure. Well, now let's talk about women. How about women and shoes at work? What should they know? How about comfort and such? Okay. Well, you should be able to walk in them. Duh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, don't wear heels. You can't walk in that. Doesn't look cool. I think anything. I mean, you can't go wrong with a pair of pumps. That's for sure. There's just so many things you can do. You just want to make sure they don't look dated and old. Actually, I did this really weird thing in my closet. I was trying to organize something the other day. And I went in there and I said, how many people always ask me, like, how many shoes do I really own? And I have to admit, some of them are piled three high. And I counted 56. And then I'm Mm. like, oh, God. And then I started, like, taking that space with 56 foot hold. And I realized I probably own close to 300 pairs of shoes. Oh, my. And then I figured out I probably wear 10 a season a lot. That's 40 a year. And the rest are kind of in rotation. Now, people say, I can't wear shoes. They hurt my feet. I can't wear shoes. I don't do this. Okay, so let's negate all that. I've had three foot injuries in the last four years between broken ankles and strained feet. And I actually had a foot surgery that didn't go well, which my husband didn't do. And he's a podiatrist. That's a foot doctor. So I'm married to a foot doctor. I've had all sorts of like cruddy foot issues. And here's the thing. When you tell me that you can't wear this and that, I mean, I know there were days that I looked better in my walking cast than women I was like working at networking events when I was speaking in the audience. You can find a shoe that fits. Trust me, I have found 300 of them, you know, and I accumulate them through the years. And, you know, you got to look. It's like pay to play. It's like if you've never worn any shoe, make it your time as a grown-up person. Pull on your grown-up panties, your big girl panties, and find a damn pair of proper shoes. You know, there's no excuse to be in flip-flops all the time or in some, like, futsy-looking comfort shoe. Unless you really have an orthopedic reason then you should find good shoes. And if you do have an orthopedic reason, then wear clothing that works with those shoes so your whole look is in unison and it works together. And it doesn't just stand out like that, you know, albatross of having horrible cheap footwear. Okay, so you're saying it absolutely can be done. It just may require you to try on a dozen plus pairs of shoes to land on one. Well, yeah, like, hello, what's the big deal? You know, I have big feet. I have a high instep and a high arch. You think that every shoe fits me? I mean, it's like... learn your last. Usually you find one brand that works with you. Start with that. Usually all their shoes will fit you just like clothes. They have a fit model. Different shoe manufacturers have a different last. If you have flat feet or a high arch, may need a different kind of shoe or heel height. You know, it's like it's part of being a grown up, really. Okay. Let's talk about the haircut piece there. Mm -hmm. So what might I look to? So I go to Gabby's Barbershop here in Chicago and they are amazing it's a good price, solid barber treatment, a hot lather shave at uh, under 20 bucks. My goodness. But I don't know if my haircut's out of date or not out of date. Where would you recommend folks look to get acclimated to good versus bad visually? Okay, there's a few things in that. One is I don't believe you need to pay a lot of money to have a fantastic haircut. I have had one of the worst haircuts. When I used to have my newspaper column on Scripps Howard, it went out to 400 newspapers every week. Publicists loved to send me stuff because if I wrote it up, you got 400 clips. Client was always happy. 
I had in those days a lot of really great opportunities and I had a haircut by a guy who remained nameless, but I would bet 80% of your audience has his hair product sitting in their bathroom shelf or in their shower. And it was like, wow, I'm getting a haircut by, you know, famous dude number one. <laughs> and it was like the worst haircut I ever had. It like, oh, no. It's like it did nothing. I've had great haircuts for like $15 that one of my makeup artist friends turned me on to some dude down a set of metal steps somewhere. And she goes, oh, he has everything. You just tell him what you want. So you can get a good haircut at any price. I get cheap haircuts. I get expensive haircuts. I had one of the worst highlights. It took me three years to correct my hair, it was falling out from an extremely expensive hair salon. I now get my highlights done at a really inexpensive place because she knows what to do. It's the person who's doing it. It's not the price they charge. So be clear on that. Okay. When I work with a lot of my private clients in my Say She Crash Course, which is my signature program, and just even my readers on Focus on Style, when I tell you how to find things, I'm a big fan of creating your own personal iconic moments on Pinterest. And if you go to Focus on Style and Google in iconic moments, you'll find how. And I think what you do is you create on Pinterest, if you don't know, it's like a visual bookmarking board. And I'm a very visual person. You create a board and you just look for looks that you feel attracted to and look for things you like and then kind of hold it up. So you'll find your own inspiration. It's kind of amazing how we think we don't know style. But when we put images that stick in our mind in front of us, we see that is our style. And that really has sort of paved the way for what we do. So, you know, it's like seeing the forest from the trees, so to speak. And find out what you like, what you look like and what your haircut is. And then look at like for guys, it's like so easy, like look at GQ. And then if you're not sure of a direction for your hair, you can create a whole bunch of Pinterest boards and hairstyles you like. And keep in mind face shapes and hair textures and take that to a hairstylist and say, hey, this is the direction I'm thinking of. What do you think? Okay, simple enough. Very good. Well, you tell me, is there anything else you want to make sure that we cover off before we sort of shift gears and talk about some of your favorite things? Not really, other than the fact that I think it's just so important. You know, research says at least 55% of another person's perception of you is based on how you look. So we all like to get ahead in business. We all like to up-level our business skills. But how you present yourself is often the most overlooked skill in your toolbox. And that's something you need to master. So you need to understand that, you know, stay on brands, wear what's right for your industry, look modern, look relevant, and look ready if you want to ask for, you know, big figure paydays, either as a, on a job interview, as a consultant, you know, as a coach, whatever you do, you want to be able to look the part of what you ask for. And it's really important. And just because you're not a fashion person, you know, you're shortchanging yourself. So you really need to make the effort to be on top of your appearance. Okay, thank you. Well, could you kick us off now by sharing a favorite quote, something you find inspiring? Yeah, I have a really, it's kind of funny. Even I don't wake up looking like Cindy Crawford and it's by Cindy Crawford. And I think it goes back to those shoes. You know, it takes a little bit of effort to, you know, it takes a village. (laughs) It takes a little bit of effort to pull yourself together, but you know, that's what counts. Thank you. And how about a favorite study or experiment? I like to go by my gut. I study my gut. (laughs) So if it feels right for me, I go with it. If it just doesn't sit well, if it just doesn't feel right, it's not right. So study what feels right for you. Okay, thank you. And how about a favorite book? Okay, one of my favorite books is by my personal business coach, and it's The Way You Do Anything is The Way You Do Anything, and it's by Suzanne Evans. Okay, if I may, I'm going to double click on this one a bit for a favorite book. Any favorite books for how people should dress themselves? Yes, my book. Okay. (laughs) 
Let's hear it. Style word. Fashion quotes for real style. You can go to stylewordbook.com. It's coming out in the fall. Oh, very good. And is that for women or both women and men? It's style quotes. So it's very general. Yes, it's more women oriented, but it's really not. I mean, guys, just read the ones that work for you. Cool. And I got to get your take. Have you read the Details Men's Style Manual, the ultimate guide for making your clothes work for you? Who's that by? Details Magazine, I think. I know, but it has an author. Daniel Perez. No, because I read one a few years ago. And uh, I'm actually looking at my style books in front of me to see if it's on my shelf. And I don't see it. I think I have the men on the bottom. Sorry, guys. No, but I know in the past their books have been really good. The problem with a lot of those things is that they're very cookie cutter and style is not cookie cutter. You need to learn how to think for yourself. And that's kind of what I try to do with clients is help them find their own style within themselves because you shouldn't need me. The best job I could do is that I impart my wisdom on you and you never call me again because you figured it out. Okay. Thank you. And how about a favorite tool, something you use often? Oh my God. You know, I'm like the internet techie junkie and I guess everything, WordPress, Infusionsoft, Canva, Photoshop, anything by Apple, Basecamp, Trello, Google Docs. We use a million at focusonstyle.com. Cool. And a favorite habit, a personal practice of yours that's boosted your effectiveness? Just knowing to give up, knowing to walk away and get a new perspective. You know, sometimes you just stay too long at the farm, especially with a computer. You sit there until your eyes get fuzzy and they start to feel like they're going to bleed. It's like knowing to get up, walk away, get some air, take an afternoon off, come back, finish it later. Just knowing to get up and give up and say, I got to go out. Sometimes the best ideas come to you in the shower when you're walking the dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how about a favorite sort of resident nugget, something you teach or share with clients that gets them really being like, oh yeah, that's perfect. Address how you want to be perceived. All right. You could find that in my style word book. And what would be the best place to find you if folks want to learn more or reach out? Anywhere on social media at Focus on Style, or if you want a little freebie from me, if you go to focusonstyle.com, your message, I created a little book called Your Look is Your Message, the business style formula for looking like you're worth it. And you can pick it up for free on focusonstyle.com forward slash your message and stay in my loop. Oh, that's fun. You're worth it. I say that to people all the time. Yeah. I think that's from L'Oreal originally. (laughs) And how about a favorite challenge or parting call to action you'd issue for those seeking to be more awesome at their jobs? That's actually, it's funny because that's my other business coach. It's my speaking coach and it's his book. And it's something I say all the time. And it's funny because he wrote a book about it, I think in like 2007. It's called Work for a Reason, Your Success is Your Own Damn Fault by Larry Wingett. And really, it's just, yeah, it's like called Work for a Reason. You want to get ahead? Do the work. You know, don't be entitled. Just roll up your sleeves and do what it takes to succeed. Okay, fun. Thank you. Well, Cher, this has been a lot of fun uh, ranting a bit with you and I really appreciate this perspective and I wish you tons of luck with your book and all the things you're up to here. Thank you so much, Pete. And thank you for having me. All right. There you have it. Some pro tips, upgrading the shoes, the haircut, and doesn't have to cost a ton of money. I think that's an encouraging. So again, if you want to check out the show notes, the transcripts, the links to things mentioned, that's over at awesomeatyourjob.com slash ep94. And do, if you haven't already, please punch the subscribe button. That's the best way to ensure you don't miss out on folks like our very next guest. It is Elliot Wagenheim of Wagenheim Law. He's got some great mental perspective on how to go far using his fire, aim, ready methodology. Yes, that's an acronym if you're paying close attention, as well as some smart perspectives on not getting sued should you have to fire somebody. So 
Hope to catch you then. Until next time, peace. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To get the most out of this conversation, visit awesomeatyourjob.com to find today's show notes, transcript, and infographic summary cheat sheet. For more entertaining professional skill sharpening, be sure to subscribe to catch the next episode of How to Be Awesome at Your Job.